Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today brought something they loved from Oregon and decided to make their version of it in Orlando. They created a food truck park that provides a social dining experience and a family-friendly environment with their open-air pavilion, as well as also covered indoor seating and an awesome rotating lineup of beers in an indoor bar. Please welcome my own, the owners of A La Carte Orlando, April and Dustin Williams. What's going on, guys? Hey, good morning. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm super excited um, for you guys to, to be on this. I, yeah, I thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. I, so before we start, I'm going to ask the question, what's your go-to favorite sandwich? I got to go a Reuben. I like any type of Reuben, turkey Reuben, pastrami. I've, uh, I've seen a, some fish Reuben out there recently. I'm ready to get on some of that. So I love it. <laughs> he does. I think I'd go for a grilled cheese with avocado and tomato, all melty and gooey. It sounds amazing. Oh, that's, that sounds, I love those. That super sounds good. I absolutely, yeah, now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, great, great. So let's go for the first, the first question is, how did you guys come up with this idea? Yeah, so we were, um, we actually grew up here in Orlando and we did a little bit of traveling and uh, found ourselves up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, most recently in Bend, Oregon. And while we were out there, we kind of fell in love with the food truck pod kind of scene they had going on there and um, really kind of thought it would be a nice mashup between our passion for craft beer and a way to bring uh, a variety of food um, in one like kind of condensed location. So one winter, uh, we were both teachers in, in Oregon and uh, wrote a business plan for this and pitched the city of Orlando and they bought it. <laughs> that's really how it went? Yeah, that's how it went. And so we, uh, we actually, uh, after I wrote the business plan, um, called the city of Orlando. They gave me a kind of partial thumbs up kind of thing and uh, came down during our spring break, actually uh, drove down and pitched the idea to the city. And then they gave me an official thumbs up and we wrapped up the school year out in Oregon, packed up everything, moved down, and we were uh, 100% a la carte ever since that day. Wow. When, April, when did how was that conversation? Like, do you guys be like, you know what? We're normal teachers. We're just going to go straight into a business together. Cause like, I think about it as like, I own a business, but I have, you know, I have, my wife does a different job, but now the both of you are going to be like, Hey, we're, we're going to work. Not only are we going to own a business together, but we're going to work together. Uh, how the heck did that, how did that conversation go? You know, um, <laughs> it's a lot of conversations. It's, it's not one. Honestly, Dustin and I have worked together for a very long time. Um, we were living overseas and we came back. We both got jobs together bartending in a very, very uh, tight, small bar that did high volume and found that we kind of have a rhythm together. We ended up becoming teachers at the same high school, kind of across the hall from each other. Very cute, very confusing for incoming freshmen. And um, that's a Mrs. Williams, not a Mr. <laughs> Williams on your yeah on your schedule there. You're gonna need to go across the hall. Um, and so, you know, it's hard. I'll be honest. Uh, it's it's not always easy for us. There are days um, when we talk about how hard it can be on your relationship because every idea that that you guys see here when you walk into a la carte has been 
thought about and discussed and argued over and vetted out between us before it ever makes it here. So it's great for a business, but it can be hard on a relationship. But the truth is, at the end of the day, I get to spend all my time with my best friend and we share the same vision and passion. And so we were living in Seattle. Likewise. (laughs) And Dustin had this idea that he wanted to do and I was always scared to make the leap. And then he had another idea he wanted to do. And I was like, oh, let's get a steady paycheck and health insurance. And And finally, we were in Oregon, and he brought this up, and we just had found ourselves spending so much time at the local food pod, and it was great to bring friends. It was great for our family. He could get what he wanted to eat. I could get what I wanted to eat. We were comfortable there. We were just, you know, I couldn't say no to him again. I I thought it was a beautiful concept, and we went all in. I thought, what are we doing if we're not following our dream? And then what was it that decided, I know obviously you were originally from Orlando. Did you just think from the beginning, you're like, oh, we don't have this in Orlando. We, this would be a great concept to bring to Orlando? Yeah, I mean, we fell in love with the concept and it was being done, you know, to some degree out in Oregon. But uh, really, I guess the turning point is we had uh, family come out and visit us whenever we had our, our son was born. And um, when they would come to visit, we were excited to bring them to uh, the food truck pods there um, just so everybody could get something different and kind of hang out. And anytime they would visit, they would be like, man, this would do really well in Orlando. And we're like, yeah, we know. And so um, when, when designing the business plan, it's really, it's really unique for us to try to find, you know, Orlando's missing this. You know, Portland has this, you know, uh, Bend, Oregon has this. Where is, where is somewhere that this would be extremely beneficial? And we thought... Orlando would be a great place for it. And then to come home and, and see all of our friends and family would be also beneficial as well. Yeah, this, and it, it's funny because when I read about this happening, I had already been to Portland and I was already obsessed with the concept. So I knew the concept would do well, but what I think what makes it your concept better, because I, based on all the ones that I went to, because I was only in Portland for like a week and I literally ate at pods the whole time. Um, is the fact that you guys have like this amazing infrastructure. It's like a beautiful inside. Like I've been, the other ones were like shanty bars, you know, and it was just kind of like, you know, even they were, and I kind of felt like they were just pods, but you still had generators here. We're talking about a place specifically built for that. So it's like a beautiful indoor facility with the bar. Um, but then at the same time, all the trucks have electrical, so they're able to connect. So you're not listening to generators. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's just a nice, it's like literally made like this spot was made for this. So that's, that's where one of my questions is going to lead to is, did you know what, where you were, you guys, like once you guys knew, did your plan change? Like, did you guys have a, a different concept than what the concept was here? Or did it, did it basically transform based on the location or the spot that you guys were able to find available to do a la carte? I would actually say a little bit of both. So we, um, when we identified Orlando was the thing and city of Orlando gave us the thumbs up. We actually were intentional about how we were going to research this project and make it the best version of itself that it could be. So we traveled when we moved across the country, we actually went three trips driving and we went three different ways and went to every uh, version of a food truck park that we could find that was somewhat near our route uh, to get here. So uh, we researched a lot of these um, all over the country and just really, you know, identified these are the things that we have to have. These are the things that we want. 
Um, and then we took all of those ideas and our poor architect, we, uh, we, we went to him and we said, Hey, we found this property. It's a hundred by 140 that, uh, checks off all of the boxes for zoning. And, uh, it's a, it's in a main street district, uh, and checked off all of the qualifications for the city of Orlando. And we said, it's a hundred by 140 and we want this booklet of things that it has to have in it. And, um, he did a great job and trying to get this vision and kind of pull it all together and do a lot with a little. Um, it wasn't easy. Uh, it took a long time, but uh, we did, you know, achieve, I think, um, most, if not all of the things that we were striving for in our business plan of having, um, you know, everything's really designed around the customer experience. That's why we did not want to have five generators going um, and those kind of things. So, yeah, we tried to take the best of what other people were kind of doing across the country and just do our our spin on it and our version on it and kind of put it all together and here we are awesome um what are some things you guys learned during this process because obviously i mean i know you guys you sound you guys did some work when it came to working in bars and restaurants but like obviously running everything and then also doing it like what are some things you learned along the way um, in getting this started here in Orlando, because this is also a new concept in Orlando. So I'm pretty sure you had some hurdles to go, um, as well as also trying to create your, start your business. I mean, we're still learning, right? <laughs> we haven't figured it all out yet. But I think for me, the biggest thing is surrounding ourselves by um, people who are great supports for us. That it's really a cooperative thing here. We have a, a lot of the probably the number one question that we get asked is how do you pick your vendors? It's, it's an intangible question. Are you going to ask that? Yeah. <laughs> it's an, it was on there. <laughs> it's, it's an intangible thing for me. It's kind of a gut for us, but part of it is people who we like to work with and people who love this vision and love a la carte and want to provide a good customer experience. And that's the same for our staff. And so one of the things that we've learned is kind of a little bit of how to trust and let go and to give everybody the chance to do um, what they do great you know, and what they're great at. And so for the food trucks, it's making the food, the customer experience on that side. For our staff, it's engaging with the customers and introducing them to some new beers. And we're just so passionate about this. Um, what we've learned is just how to bring that passion in with the other the community around us and to really just kind of share it and make it so much more than just Dustin and I can make it on our own. Yeah, no, it, it makes total sense. And that's, uh, that's kind of the big thing. I, and I know, like, I've been here a few times where I know you've kind of, learning things of learning from everything from like, and it's one of the things we'll talk about later about like when you start doing events and coming up with ideas and, and then like what are the ramifications and what can you do and all those type of things. I know Dustin, you're obviously a huge beer person. Uh, and I know obviously like that's kind of how I, I, I kind of, when I saw this concept and then the more I got to know you guys, that was like the one thing I figured out. I was like, man, this is great. I was like, he gets to have like the beer aspect that he loves. And then what happens? You get hungry. So then you get a business model basically, oh, I'll just provide food and then people can come in and eat and we can support another small business. But like, how do you guys, how do you go about and like deciding and building the relationships with the different beers? Because obviously you're not a brewery. But you got 15, you know, I guess you have, what, 12 or 13 beers on tap because you also have beet coffee and all these other things on tap too. But how do you decide what's like on your rotation? Um, because you guys are constantly just, you know, bringing different beers, which is great because 
I never want to travel. Sometimes I don't go to all these breweries and you, you're like, oh, this place is from Colorado and this place is from here. So how do you build those relationships and, and bring those beers here to, to a la carte? Well, uh, that's a great question. And uh, yeah, I'm, again, I think it just comes down to passion. Uh, for me, it is beer. Uh, I love traveling um, and trying out new breweries. Every time we go somewhere, we're constantly you know, poking our head into the, the local uh, brewery that's there and, and trying new styles. And um, the, the nice part about our concept here and doing it all rotational is that we can kind of um, identify what we think is, you know, a, a popular beer style, and we're going to have it. That being said, we also um, always have a dark beer, even in the dead middle of the summer when it's the hottest. We're always going to have a dark beer, and in the the cold, even though it's not that cold, but the coldest day of the year, we're always going to have uh, some light beer options as well. Uh, just we want to try to have a wide range and kind of um, get as many. We we know we can't get every beer drinker here, but we want to find something awesome for everybody. And then as far as selection goes, it really kind of just comes down to um, you know our taste is like what what we like and what we've identified, and and then just we also try to be here as much as possible to get the customer feedback and find out what they're drinking and what what they're enjoying. Uh, we like going to beer festivals and seeing uh, what what breweries are popular, what beer styles are popular at each. Um, and you know, we we read. We you know, there's beer publications. We read those magazines. Um, we just ha like you know, like I said, we have a passion for it. We love it. Um, we think that it's such a community-driven uh, beverage. Um, and yeah, we just think that that kind of encompasses you know, what we're trying to do here at a la carte. It's funny, you know, um, <laughs> we travel so much for beer and just when we travel, we always are stopping at beer places and somebody looked at us and said, you guys really have it figured out now, huh? You found something you love and, and that's kind of, you're always researching, you're always working. Um, that's the fun part, I think for, for me, I know it is, but for Dustin, I think it's what he loves is just getting to meet these brewers when we travel. For example, right now, if you look up at the wall, um, we have a collaboration on with Tactical right around the corner over in Baldwin Park. We love those guys. Dustin's kind of always hanging out with those guys, and it's just fun to get together and play around, and sometimes you get to brew beer and drink good beer and talk about beer. <laughs> yeah, and on that one, actually, uh, it's a funny story. We were uh, homebrewing back when we were living in Seattle, and this is before they had the, the hazy New England style, and uh, my favorite homebrew recipe that I ever made was a grapefruit ginger pale ale uh, and I just thought it had a nice balance you know bitterness from the grapefruit a little spice from the ginger a little sweetness from the malt uh, and I was discussing that with the guys over at Tactical and we thought wouldn't that be awesome on a hazy double IPA that they were coming out with so um, next thing you know the the pack mule was born uh, which is uh, one thing that we have on right now which is yeah pretty unique pretty fun um, yeah, and and uh, another side benefit of the the business is now I get to go to breweries and hang out, and that's a, a company expense for research. <laughs> Trust me, I know about that when it comes to sandwiches. I get it. I totally get that. Um, so obviously, social media super big. Uh, I think it's super important within your within your business. Um, I'm kind of curious on with the fact that you have five food carts uh, or food five food trucks. Um, here and obviously it's a community. So how important is it being like, how does it work with you have like, you're basically, a, cause 
you have like your message of a la carte, but then you also have five others that are trying to do their thing because at the end of the day, you're technically an umbrella of a la carte and you're trying to all send, trying to get people to come in to try. So like how difficult is that like to do that when it comes to that? Cause I know some folks maybe may not be as savvy when it comes to social um, and things like that. So how do you guys kind of get all on the same page um, and kind of be able to, you know, and use that importance of social media? Do you feel like we're all on the same page? <laughs> is that the, is that what you see um, as a consumer of a social media? That's great. That'd um, be great to hear. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you guys. I mean, I I look at it. I look at it two ways, right? I look at it as, um, and I'm looking at it obviously because I've done like small events and with other people and stuff like that, and so I'm always always intrigued by that whole aspect of. I noticed that some small businesses aren't great at social media and a lot of it, it's not because they don't want to, it's just because of the fact that they're running a business. And if there's a small business, there's, there's like one, another thing that you, it's very time consuming. Um, but you guys do a really good job at, you know, obviously telling folks like, this is what a la carte's offering. And then you're promoting these, these uh, businesses that are part of your business. Um, and at the same time, promoting what your guys are offering, the beers, the events, activities. But at the same time, I also knew that you have, you know, there, there's, there's gotta be some, you know, message, whether you're like, there's gotta be some form of like, Hey guys, we're working on this or, you know, make sure you share this because obviously and I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking, I'm just looking at it kind of from outside. So I don't know, and I'm not trying to start anything, but I'm just kind of no, curious no, on like how that works because obviously a lot of these small businesses, you know, you're kind of like telling them, hey, I, you know, is it like a constant thing, like everyone's all in or is it constantly like, hey, I need you guys to share this or I need this, like how, how difficult is that aspect of it? So I have two answers for it, then I'll let April uh, dive into more detail if she, if she thinks she wants to. Uh, <laughs> the number one thing that we do with our uh, social media, and Instagram is our number one, it's what we have kind of put the most um, time and effort and energy into, just because we think that that vehicle for a la carte is the best way to, to promote ourselves. Um, not that the other ones are, are worse, it's just um, what, what we've done. Um, we always look at everything from the customer perspective and that's kind of allows us to drive uh, a single message and, and, and it's kind of what is it that we're selling at all a cart. Um, so we always think of every post, every, you know, uh, every feature, everything is all about the consumer experience and what they should expect when they come here. Uh, the second piece of it is, is, is really identity. And this is, I think a hard, hard thing for most business owners is to try to clearly identify the thing that it is that you're selling. So at all the cart, we, we sell, um, really three things. We sell the food. So, you know, we have to focus on the food vendors. That's uh, as much as I'm passionate about beer. Um, you can get beer just about anywhere. And, um, it's just, you know, that's n really not why our customers are come here. They come here for the food truck, you know, food that we have. The second thing is, is, is our space. Um, people really enjoy, you know, coming here. They feel that it's, it's a little bit different, uh, unique dining experience than a typical chain restaurant. Uh, and then lastly, we, we do some unique, just because of our setup and, uh, we like to have, you know, unique, fun kind of twists, and uh, and we do some really kind of fun events. Uh, a lot of them are themed. Not all of them are themed, but um, we have uh, an IPA. I know it's beer themed, but we have a beer themed event going on right now. Um, 
but we have uh, a spicy heat week uh, coming up uh, at the end of June. We have Oktoberfest, which is beer and food. Uh, we do a pumpkin fest, which is beer and food as well um, in October. So uh, those we identified are our three biggest things that we're trying to sell to our customers and not uh, beat them over the head with the latest craft beer offering that, that comes out. Um, so yeah, so I think, and, and, and that was something that we learned uh, out of the gate uh, or that we didn't do out of the gate and that we've learned along the way is we really need to clearly identify what it is that we're selling and focus on that. And then the, the last bit of it is, uh, and it's a consistent struggle, but just trying to get the the best content out there that you can get. So uh, really investing in photography and yeah, just trying to make it, I mean, it's, it's our advertising platform. So, you know, you get out of it what you put into it and we, you know, we put a lot into it, so hopefully we're getting getting okay. out of it what, we, what we're putting in. And the coordination piece, to speak to that part of it, um, it's such an interesting business model we have here because we do work with five other business owners very, very closely on a collective, but they all have their own individual growth goals, and Dustin and I try to meet with them, you know, somewhat regularly to see how they're doing, what those goals are, and how they're achieving them. And so for one truck who wants to have multiple locations – they're going to post something different than the truck who's happy to just have this one location is going to post. And we try to be aware of that and help them with that. Sometimes we write content for them or we'll work on some of their, their posts or their website for them to help them however we can. It's a lot of work. You're right. And to bring on somebody to run it for these, these guys might just be out of reach, unaffordable for them. So we try to support them as much as we can with that. I'm learning constantly. And the truth is, we're a consumer of Instagram. You know, how does Dustin stay abreast of the latest beer trends? Well, he's on there all the time, following hundreds of breweries, thousands probably, if I had to guess. Probably. You know, and, and I'm looking at what am I engaging with food-wise? Um, and we have some other accounts that we think do a really great job, and we just try to incorporate it all together. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes, it makes total sense. And that's why I was kind of intrigued by it, just because of the fact that Based on my experience, even doing like when I was doing sandwich eat up events, my big thing was I noticed like that was like the I noticed the need for some of these. And just from working with knowing so many small businesses here, it's like it's such a hard thing because it's like a juggling act of like I have to create my product or create my business. But at the same time, you need to showcase the business because that's how people know about it. But then like it's so it's like which one goes first or which ones, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, so it's like, it's a constant struggle. So I can only imagine trying to keep everyone all five, like, you know, like technically six voices, yours and five others all kind of together to be kind of, you know, cause we've all together, obviously way louder reach and all that stuff just because of algorithms and all the other things when it comes to social media. So that's why I was kind of curious about that. So thanks. And I think what's really, and again, uh, we can get caught up with all, you know, all of our stuff and the business stuff, but really, like I said, it comes back to, you know, the customer and really trying to get them the experience that we're trying to sell them and try to put that in their, you know, in their brain and, you know, on their phone and make sure that they, they see, they can almost taste that sandwich. They can almost, you know, experience that event or they can envision themselves in our space. Uh, so we just try to do our best job of kind of portraying that and putting it out there for them. And hopefully they, they, uh, they come and and patronize. So what are some things for someone who wants to start something, whether it's brick and mortar type concept or just start a business, what, what words of advice, um, ideas, concepts that you would give them 
to, to go about it. A lot of these folks, and I, I usually try to use this as like a platform to be able to kind of not only tell people their stories, but also to be able to kind of hopefully inspire them, not just to do like to open a business, heck, maybe even just to get off their ass to start working out or doing something, you know, like sometimes there's a lot of fear and concern and, and, you know, and like they kind of, you know, that whole thing. So like, what are some things that you think that you, uh, would you tell someone who has those concerns or fears or at the same time desires and wants to do it, but just doesn't, hasn't pulled the trigger? What are some things that you would tell them? <laughs> You're going to give me that one, huh? Yeah, sure. I'll love that one over there. Um, wow, that was a big question. There's a lot of things I would tell somebody working out and starting to a business. Um, I'll tell you what I tell myself. Because like I said at the beginning, Dustin was all in on businesses. He was ready to go, and I wasn't. But, um, you know, you can always go back to a teaching job or a corporate job. Those, that whole world doesn't go away. It's always there. But for me, it became this chance of do I really fully want to live? And I do. And I want to live in every aspect of my life, you know, whether it's my relationships, whether it's outside activities or in the business world and my career. And so what a great, what a great leap of faith to try to do something that you love and you're passionate about. That would be the next thing I would say though, is make it sure that it's something you're passionate about. Don't just try to do something for money because I mean, I don't, I don't know the chances of success. I don't know what they are, you know, exactly depending on each industry, but if you're passionate about it at the end of the day, we're still happy. Even if this whole thing failed because we did something we loved, but if we were just trying to make a quick buck, we'd be upset and we'd have regret, but no matter what happens, I won't have any regret about all the card and leaving our, you know, nine to fives to try something that we believed in and we're passionate about. But the biggest lesson I'm learning two and a half, three years into this now is to um, not take myself and all of it so seriously. I've kind of gotten caught up in the running of a business and I've forgotten just to have fun with it sometimes. And that's something I keep saying to Dustin, you know, remind me that this is passion, that this is love and this is fun and to laugh more and just enjoy it more. And I'm trying not to take myself and all of it so seriously now and, and kind of get back to that beginning because, you know, you get a couple years into it and to running people's social media accounts for them and to doing payroll and all of that. And you're like, wait a minute, how did I end up on this side of it? And now we're getting back to the fun side of it again and just laughing. It's so important to do that. Yeah, a lot of people um, ask us, like, how many kids do you have? And we always, even though we only have one physical kid, we always tell them we have two kids that a la carte <laughs> is, our, is our second one. But it, it is really true. I mean, you, you invest so much time and energy and, and love and passion in, into it just like you would uh, another kid. But, um, you know, just like with anything, kids can be frustrating and kids can be uh, <laughs> a pain and a hassle. Uh, but they're so joyous and wonderful and, and awesome. So uh, just like she said, just focusing on the best parts of, uh, being a parent, you know, if you will. I love that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I always, I always tell myself to, um, I make a point to kind of write down or at least think of like the little successes. Cause what tends to happen is we tend to, we tend to look out sometimes too far out. And then we tend to, I notice that you then forget about all the things that you've have accomplished or has succeeded. And so it's a lot different when you start looking at it in a different perspective, because, you know, when you're looking at it in a tunnel vision where it becomes that and you then tend to forget to appreciate all the successes and all the things that you guys have accomplished and done, um, it's a lot hard. It's a lot easier to kind of be able to see those things. So, yeah, I think I absolutely love it. And I totally agree with that because, you know, um, 
to me, Deli Fresh Dreads in, in my business and everything is like, is my passion. That's something that I love. Um, and then that's one of the things I admire about you guys, because I'm not going to lie, I'm chicken and I haven't done that plunge, uh, you know, where I've done it. Like I'm just saying I'm freaking going all in. Um, so that's why I admire. And that's actually kind of in some selfish reasons. This is one of the reasons why I like doing these things is because I love hearing the story of what you guys are doing and the confidence that you guys said, you know what, you're right. I can get a job anytime, you know, I'm, but I'm going to, I'm going to do this cause this is what I love and I'm passionate about and this place kicks ass. So I make, I totally get it. Um, <laughs> family wise and balance. Cause I'm kind of curious since you mentioned kids, so it kind of works out really well. Um, and I know that, and I've seen, and I appreciate when I see the fact that you guys, I have seen you guys that go on vacation. Um, I know it's probably taken some time to get to that point. Um, but how do you guys balance it? Like, that's funny. Cause it's, this is the number one question my mom, my wife asks every time I tell her, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to speak with Dustin and April. What do you think? She's like, how do they balance it? How do they balance life and work and family? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the question everyone wants to know. I, I think one of the <laughs> benefits the biggest benefit of being a teacher was having three months off in the summer i mean that that was uh it wasn't for the money that's for sure um so we used to do uh quite a lot of travel uh, before um before we set off on this adventure and just to give you know all a cart uh, all the time and energy and focus that it needed uh we did take travel off for for a little while uh, and it is a, a huge passion of ours uh, and then right about the time we were getting really comfortable in, um, you know, leaving a la carte and uh, trusting our staff and, and everything to where it could run itself without us being uh, here all the time, um, <laughs> then a, a little pandemic came along and, and shut down tra- uh, travel again. So um, now that things are starting to um, get a little bit better in terms of, of travel, we are, yeah, we're starting to get out there a little bit more and in a very safe way but uh yeah it's definitely a passion that uh we're we're gonna continue to explore and i think you're exactly right it it is it is all about balance and and you know it's it's tough it's not always easy to find that but um you know every now and then you just gotta take a minute and pause and and look at you know the important stuff both professionally and you know personally and um yeah, what 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 is important and travels near the top of our list for us, and so we have a a, a big focus on it coming up here in the, in the near future. That being said, when we travel, you know, we've got uh, our phones, obviously, and we've got our little Chromebook. So we try to peel off a little bit of time here and there um, to be able to work a little bit, whether it be social media, whether it be updating some inventory and whatnot for our staff, so that we can ensure that we can travel and still support this because it is hard to do both, but that's kind of how we're trying to, it's almost impossible to completely turn it off for a whole week at a time. Mm -hmm. But we've kind of said to ourselves, if we can be smart about a couple hours in the evening after our son goes to bed or a couple hours in the morning when we're on vacation, but nothing's opened up yet to knock out a couple of things, then maybe we can do all the things we want to do. And so that's how we're trying our best to keep it afloat and travel makes sense future future a la carte mm-hmm. do you guys have like and obviously i've i've thought of this and i've i think we may have briefly brought it up and i'm not not that i want you to share any secrets now but is there thoughts of um obviously once you've created you've already created an infrastructure and obviously i know we're in a pandemic so things have obviously changed but 
grand scheme wise, are we looking at possibly like, you know, obviously this, this kind of franchising idea or possibly doing more of these things? Is this something that is being discussed or thought of? <laughs> to tell you the truth, that wasn't the original business plan. It was, let's just build a place that we love and let's go from there. And what we have found in the past two and a half years is this, you know, what, what people say to us, I can almost quote it. We needed this. I hear that, and it catches me off guard still every time to hear that phrasing. We needed something like this. We need you in, insert any neighborhood of Orlando, yep. any neighborhood of the, the country. Everywhere from the West Coast to the East Coast, people have said it to us. And so it's caused us over the past two years to dream bigger. Mm -hmm. It's changed what our vision is for this. And so, um, in short, moral a la carte, yes. That's awesome. No, that's what I wanted to hear because yes. you're I, I'm telling you when I, I knew this from the beginning when I walked in and saw this and I was like, damn, like this is already like like it, it just it just has that feel where I can see this becoming bigger than just Orlando. Like it's just like a la carte Orlando is like the original, but then it becomes I see it in other other small maybe not like in the and not not in a bad way but I don't see it in larger cities I see it in the cities similar to Orlando where we're kind of like it has like that nice feel where it's not so big like an LA type thing but all these other places like in in Oregon or in you know and things like that those type of places so yeah I I absolutely love that Thank and you. I was just telling somebody the other day I mean like when you have like a Wendy's for example like Wendy's they all more or less are like the same Foot, you know, footprint. This they all look the same for the most part. They have their business model, and it kind of is the exact same. The unique part for a la carte um, is that it can be, you know, hypothetically, it could be ten times bigger than this. Uh, I mean, we could maybe go a little bit smaller than this somehow. <laughs> I know my architect uh, would tell you otherwise, but um, it just it, it's adaptable. It can go, um, it, you know, it can scale up, it can scale down, it can go really in any neighborhood and have a little bit different feel, but really kind of reflect the community around it or, you know, that that is around it. And, um, yeah, we really think that it's a unique little fun thing and other places have expressed interest in, in having something like this. And I think we're ready to, ready to do it. We're close. And I, what I think I love is the fact that you guys, this was not like, it's kind of like how you mentioned it. This is a passion project that you started, you know, just like I wanted to just open this one, but as time went on and you developed the concept and it actually kept on, people started seeing it, then it started now your vision grew. So it's kind of nice to see that as well, that the fact that you're like, you know, you don't have to, just because you're at one spot right now in your, you know, let's say journey of your business or anything like that, it doesn't mean that you, you can obviously have champagne taste and possibly be in beer budget, but at the same time, you know, be able to kind of, you know, look out as things develop, start building into that to being like, okay, well, I can do more of this than what it is. Yeah. And you start learning kind of like that, you know, the special sauce exactly. is what I call it. Like once yep. you start figuring out the special sauce and you know what it is, then you can now you're like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. I, I know what I'm creating. I can recreate this. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's always kind of really special. So that's, that's, that's exciting to, to hear. Um, so do me a favor. I know obviously I got my lunch. My lunch is almost over and I know you guys are busy as well. So do me a favor and tell folks how they can follow you and then how they can check out a la carte and support you guys. Yeah, you can find us online at uh, a la carte orlando.com. Got to be careful when you go to spell a la carte. It's not the French way. We took the E off the end of a la carte. A-L-A-C-A-R-T 
It's a pun there for food cart, in case you didn't get that one. <laughs> so a la carte Orlando.com on Facebook and on Instagram at a la carte Orlando.com, all one word. Um, we are in the Milk District just off Colonial in the greater downtown Orlando area here. We're here seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate you guys. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for Dustin and April for being on the show and having lunch with me. Um, definitely make sure to have um, to check them out and go to a la carte. If you're in Orlando, by all means, stop by, have a beer. There's all types of food here. So it's like they really did really a nice job of trying to figure out um, a little bit of everything. If you want something sweet, you want some, you know, pokey, you want some dessert, definitely go check them out um, and check out a la carte Orlando. Um, if you're interested and you enjoyed the show, definitely subscribe. If you want to support me, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads, um, and do some shopping and tell your friends there. Thank you so much. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.